Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Good to have you back. This is Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here, Podcast 495. Let's learn the skills, the secret sauce, the secret ingredient, whatever you want to call it. This is the second installment of Charisma. We're going to call this Riz or Fizz. What are your personality traits? Why are we going to talk about Charisma? Because with over 100 persuasion influence tools out there, people always ask what's the most important. And we know it's charisma. People want to be around you. They want to be influenced by you. And they want to recruit others to be with you, to be influenced by you. It is that magic ingredient, that Riz. Remember, last week we talked about Riz, the word of the year, according to Oxford Dictionary. So you have the Riz, or are you pure fizz? <laughs> For me, the opposite of Riz is fizz. I call it the fizz because just like an uncarbonated drink, no fizz, nothing there. With the Riz, you've got it. So let's quantify it. Let's talk about it. Let's get you the Riz and get rid of your fizz. Let's dive into our persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't. So send your blunders in, your geeky, scarly articles and things you want to talk about the show. Remember, we use anything, even a joke. You get the free gold access to InfluenceUniversity.com. Check it out. So this happened to me. We ordered a handyman service. I haven't done that quite a bit. I prefer to do it myself, but this one was out of my league. The front door was not quite closing. Cold air coming in. Get a new door. Do we fix it? Check it out. People were giving these bids all over the place. So we call a handyman service. And gentleman shows up. Was nice. They worked through it. Fixed it up. And man, were they expensive. I'm like, I could have bought a whole new door for that. And he kept hemming and hawing. He finally says, yeah, we're expensive. Yeah, you probably could have bought a new door. He just kind of smirked a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So not only did he uh, kind of demean his own company a little bit, he wasn't the owner. He was just a hired gun. And uh, they fixed it. It was pretty good. He never asked if I was happy. And there was never any survey. And I call this the persuasion pitfall. Why? I'm never calling these people again, ever. So the person that showed up never knows that. The owner never knows that because I'm like, okay, you had your one shot. It didn't work out. You overcharged me. You admitted it. And now I'm never calling you again. Maybe they could have found it out with the survey. Maybe if they asked if I was happy, they could have found out. But they never tried. And this happens everywhere. Furniture stores is my favorite example. You could put used car dealers in this example too. And you go to a furniture store, someone pushes a little too hard, a little too cheesy. Too many of those lame closing skills. A lot of people say, like we talked about last week, I'll be back, I'll come back, get more information. Let me talk to my partner, spouse. They're never coming back. So we have to be careful with that blunder. They might pretend to be happy. You might not know you pushed a little too hard, did a little something, something, overcharged. You just never hear from them again. So think about your business, your product or service. Are there areas where maybe you're pushing a little too hard that you just don't know? If people are only purchasing from you once, doing business with you once, is there something there that you can do 
to get continued business. Because as Jay Abraham says, the famous marketer, the best thing you can do to increase your business, the size of your business, the income of your business is getting existing customers not only back, but to buy more. So there you have it. Don't fall into the persuasion pitfall. With that, let's get into the geeky Scarly article. And I'm going to take ownership of that and take some of the research out of Laws of Charisma. I wrote that book specifically because people ask, can you learn charisma? Can you master charisma? What is the most important thing about influence? It's all about charisma. And yes, you can learn it. Yes, you can master it. Yes, you can get better at it. Yes, you can get a little more riz in your life. I promise you, you can. So take it from a variety of studies. And we'll put links at MaximizeYourInfluence.com under this podcast that when you look at the workplace, you know, people are uninspired. They admit that they can work more, especially after the COVID age. People aren't working as hard as they used to. And we know that they can work harder. And people want to work for somebody, a company with the cause, with the purpose. They want to work for a manager that's not only a manager, but a, a charismatic leader. And it's interesting, when people work for charismatic leaders, people that they know, like, respect, trust, I mean, that changes the game. People work for less money when they're around a charismatic leader. They'll do more. They're more motivated. They accomplish more. They don't just do the minimum. They start doing the maximum. They want to be part of the team. And that's what charismatic leaders do, charismatic people. People feel part of that team. And the reason why, what the studies show, is that when you work for someone, a charismatic leader, they develop more self-assurance in themselves. Why? Because the charismatic manager, the charismatic leader, believes in them. They have more self-insurance. They know they can accomplish more. And here's another interesting one. They felt more meaningfulness at work. There was meaning. There was purpose. There was a passion there. And that's a huge trend, especially as you get younger in the workforce, to have a meaning, a purpose, a cause. Being authentic, genuine, real, that cause marketing, you're changing the world, you're making a difference, is more important now than ever before. And when there's meaning, purpose, passion, people don't need an alarm clock. They're excited to go. It's more fun. It's more interesting. It's more engaging. Another study showed they worked longer hours. <laughs> That's what you want with your employees as a manager, as an owner. They worked longer hours, not only in the workplace, but at home. They got it done. And remember, not just got it done, but got it done the right way the first time. Another study found increased motivation. Well, that's no secret. When people have more meaning than working longer hours, that's obviously a function of motivation. So they're more motivated. And I would add more excited to be there and even recruit others to be there. And that's what we're looking for. That's one of the hard things right now in the corporate world is number one, finding people. Number two, keeping people. And of course, keeping them motivated and doing their job. And another study found higher levels of trust and acceptance, I would say, with the person and the team. And that's what a great charismatic leader does. That's what a great coach does. That's always the best example of leadership is a coach, let's say, of a football team. And you can use an example of a conductor with an orchestra or good director of a play. But let's go back to that football example. I do like football. You take a great charismatic coach. And remember, when a team has a bad year, it's not the team that gets fired, it's the coach. And that's for a reason. 
Because a good coach can come in and change the team. It's the same team. They change them. And so a coach comes in being charismatic, and they help the players develop that self-assurance, that meaning, that motivation, that trust and acceptance. But the interesting thing is everybody on that team, especially a football team, let's take a professional football team. You've got people on that team from different backgrounds. They have different beliefs, different educations. I would say different everything. You've got people that grew up in different areas, but they all come together. They put all those differences aside. They all come together with a common purpose, that passion. They trust each other. They don't necessarily like each other, right? They respect each other, but they trust each other to do their job, to be part of the team, to do what they're supposed to do. That is where that riz, that charisma comes in as a great leader. If that's not happening, you got a little fizz in you. <laughs> you got to get more of the riz. In part of that research, we need to do some definitions here. Charisma is actually a spiritual term. When you're full of charisma, when you look at a lot of languages, Arabic, Old English, you're full of the spirit. But it also comes from the Greek goddess Charis. And Charis was a character that was one of total beauty and charity. Kind of interesting. I love what Tony Alessandra says. Charisma is the ability to influence others positively by connecting with them physically, emotionally, and intellectually. Or Jerry Spence, a famous lawyer, supposedly he's never lost a case. I'll need to look that one up. He says, charisma's energy from the heart zone. And that charisma is the passing of our pure energy, our pure passion to the other person. Or my definition, get others to want to do what you want them to do, and they're excited to do it, and they recruit others to do it also. That is the riz, that is the charisma. So last week we talked about there's four areas to charisma. Your presence, and we talked about that last week. There's your core qualities, your inner charisma. There's your delivery and communication, and there's your ability to empower and motivate. So let's spend a little time on the core qualities, the inner charisma, because that's the big cause of your fizz or your lack of charisma or your anti-persuasion is your congruence, your inner self, your core qualities. If you can't be charismatic on the inside, you're not going to be charismatic on the outside, meaning your beliefs, your thoughts, your vision, your subconscious mind can all affect those core qualities. So let me talk about a few of the areas. We can't go into all of them today within your core qualities, your inner charisma. I would say the first one is having that purpose. What is your mission? What is your purpose? Your DNA coded for greatness. What is it you need to do or change in the world? There's something there. Everyone's got something. I believe that with my whole heart. I love what W. Clement Stone says, when you discover your mission, you will feel its demand. It will fill you with enthusiasm and a burning desire to work on it. So what is your true purpose? What is your passion? What is it that you need to do? Because when you look at charismatic people, they have a high level of conviction, of purpose, of passion, of commitment about the correctness of their ideas, where they're going, what they want to accomplish. And if you don't have that internally, you can't express that externally. If you don't have a vision of where you're going, what you want to accomplish, how can you give that vision to other people? That's why those core qualities are the most important thing to start stacking the tools of charisma. And those charismatic people are dedicated to that vision. They know they're going in the right direction. But with that too, they're motivated, but they still have the concern for others to take them on that journey that it's going to help others too to get to where they're going. And that's what a great 
vision does. It's directed to something or someone other than that person. It's bigger than just themselves. So what is your purpose? What is your heart telling you to do? I mean, look at people like Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, JFK, Ronald Reagan. I mean, look at people that had that charisma. They were going places. They were taking people with them. And they were more of a unifier than a divider. They brought everyone along with them. And that's a key to great leadership. You don't get to choose the people you lead. You have to lead everyone. Not just the people you like or think like you or believe like you. You have to lead everyone. That's what the true riz, that true charisma does. So do you know your purpose? Here's a few questions to think about. And it's okay if you can't answer them right away. But do think about them. Let them percolate a little bit. For example, if you knew you would succeed, if you knew you could not fail... If you knew you were guaranteed success, what would you try? What would you become? Would you be an author, be a professional speaker, be the president, be a governor, be a CEO? What was it you do? Would you start a charity? Fill in the blank. If you knew guaranteed success, what would you really do? What would you consider doing? What about if you just suddenly became financially independent? You won the lottery, strange uncle Frank left you $10 million. You had all this money in the bank, you've seen the world, you've taken care of all your plastic surgery. What would you do with your time? How would you spend your day? How about this? If you could magically and instantly change one thing in the world, or your country, your community, your town, whatever it is, what would you do? What would you change? What is your thing? Choose your thing. We all have different things. They're all good things, but choose your thing. What is your thing? What is your purpose? When you have that changes your vision, it changes your demeanor, it changes your presence, it changes your inner charisma. People feel that, they love to feel that, and they want to follow someone that has that. That's when you start getting more of that riz. And when you have that purpose, that passion, that motivation, that vision, you focus more. And when you focus more, you accomplish more. You manage your time better. You can be busy all day long and accomplish nothing. There's a big difference between activity and accomplishment. When you have that purpose, that passion, that vision, you can accomplish more. And so that's a big indicator of success. When you look at successful people that have the riz, they have the ability to control their impulses, resist distraction, they stay focused on their vision, that task at hand. Talked about earlier that people are wasting time. What do the studies show? And this is just what people admit. We know it's a lot worse that a Gallup poll found that people estimate they waste 1.44 hours a day. Around two hours a day we waste. Of course, we'd never admit that to our boss or to ourselves. But when you look at people that are focused, that is a personal strength that can make a huge difference. Can you focus and concentrate with attention spans being an all-time low? Are you managing your time? Are you focusing on the important things, the income-producing activities, the things that will make a difference? Or are you doing the fun things first, the easy things first? We've talked about time management before. Go back to the archives where you can accomplish twice as much in half the time. There are ways to do that, and part of that is being able to focus. And I think a great application to this, when you look at focus and concentration, I love professional athletes just looking at their eye, their focus. They're visualizing their success. They believe in themselves. They know they can do it. And those are all pieces of having charisma. But when you really look at athletes, not only do they visualize the win one or two times, they probably do it thousands of times. An Olympic athlete that's won a gold medal, 
They've seen it. They've seen it so many times. They visualize it so many times that when it happens, it doesn't surprise them. And when that great athlete loses or has a failure, they don't kick themselves, at least not for very long. They refocus. They learn from those mistakes. They fix it. They grow from it. It doesn't define them. It refines them. It doesn't break them. It makes them. Also, these great athletes, and you need to do these same things, they'll have negative thoughts just like everybody in the world, but they don't let those negative thoughts grow. They don't water them. They don't fertilize them. They replace them with positive thoughts. And that's the key to thoughts. You'll have negative thoughts. You just, when you do, replace it with something more positive. Athletes also have ability to quickly change their state of mind and quickly refocus. A bad play, or the other team scored, they made a mistake, they got a penalty, they blew it, they dropped the ball, they missed the ball. Whatever sport it is, they can quickly get back into the game. Doesn't take them days, weeks, hours, probably not even minutes, seconds to get back in the game, and you have to do the same thing. That's part of that inner charisma. And they can concentrate and focus during those heavy distractions. When they're going after the winning goal, the winning score, and all the fans are cheering and jeering and yelling and probably saying mean things they can focus they can concentrate and you have to do the same thing especially when the people around you are heckling you and telling you all the reasons why it won't work and these athletes also have self-discipline even when it hurts even when they don't want to and that's a function of inner charisma that inner core that mindset what did john maxwell said the leadership expert discipline is doing what you really don't want to do so that you can do what you really want to do. And that could be sports, finances, success, whatever it is. So when you look at top athletes, artists, scholars, it wasn't their talent or IQ that was the major cause of success. The studies show it was their drive and determination, their self-discipline. And when you look at charismatic people, they have that physical and mental toughness, just like these athletes. And they're committed to their missions, their occupation, whatever it is that they're doing, their purpose, their passion. And realize, too, we've also mentioned this on the podcast, that self-discipline and willpower, which is part of your character, which is a function of trust. That's a whole other podcast. But every time you use your self-discipline, it's like a battery. It's like you have a willpower battery inside you. It weakens. So every time you say no, you resist, you do something hard, your battery weakens throughout the day. And at the end of the day, it's completely empty. And that's when you do something stupid or give up on your goal or eat that double cheeseburger you didn't want to eat. So you have to monitor yourself and know when your willpower battery is low, know when to charge it, how to recharge it. That's important for your self-discipline. So if self-discipline is an issue for you, break down your goals into smaller issues. Visualize what you're going to get rather than what you are giving up. Monitor that battery every hour. Is it drained? Do I need to recharge it? Do you need to recruit some people around you, maybe friends and family that support you, that have the same mindset as you, same goals as you? And prepare yourself mentally. There might be a few setbacks, a few things that, that hurt. But have that game plan when your willpower battery is drained and what you need to do to recharge it and get back in the game. So get the riz. Don't fizzle out. Don't be the drink that has no carbonation left. That's the opposite. That's the fizz. You can do this. You've got this. You can become more charismatic. You can have that riz. You want to know where you rank? Go to charismaiq.com. Take your Charisma IQ assessment. It helps me with my research. It helps you. I'll give you a free gift. I'll give you the audio on self-discipline. That's a chapter out of Laws of Charisma. 
that'll help you out to stay on track. To know how to really charge your willpower battery. Work on this. Take something. Apply it. Use it. Become different. Become better. Become a better leader. Become more charismatic. Get that riz and get rid of your fizz. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Go to charismaiq.com. Also go to maximizeyourinfluence.com for all the links. And get those free tools on how to be more charismatic, persuasive, and influential. Make it happen. Get charisma. Become a better person. Work on that inner core. Increase your influence. And go out and persuade with power. 